Tremaine Edmonds, 6'5", 250, and Bud Foster. Bud Foster said, after 23 years of being a defensive coordinator, I've never had a guy like this right here. With his, well, that is textbook tackle, too, in the open field against a really good athlete, Kelly Bryant. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Draft Daily. I'm your host as always, Elliot Christ. I got a very special guest, a former boss or colleague. I don't know what you'd call him, but just an all-around great guy, great draft scout, Joe Marino of NDT Scouting. Joe, how you doing today? Hey, Elliot. I'm doing good, man. You got a, a pretty cool concept here, just having some guys on and, and talking about prospects. I've enjoyed listening to these and, and glad to be on. Well, I, I really appreciate the support. Uh, today, we're going to talk about Tremaine Edmonds, uh, one of the more unique prospects in the class. You don't really get the size-speed combo, and on top of that, he's 19 years old. He's a six foot five, 250-pound linebacker. So before we even get started, what position do you think he's going to play in the NFL? Yeah, I like him as a Sam and a 4-3 probably the best just because I think that really takes advantage of his ability to play into the line of scrimmage and uh, navigate through traffic, and he can really be a really solid point of attack guy when he needs to hold blocks or get off blocks. And his ability to kind of play through traffic right there and, and, and play into the line of scrimmage, I think, best accentuates what he can do but at Mike in a 4-3 I'm, I'm here for it I, I'm not crazy about some of the ideas out there to play him as a true edge I think that's just looking at a guy's size and saying that's probably where he should play and not really considering how he's used and where he's most effective but uh, yeah Sam in a 4-3 Mike in a 4-3 is where I like him when you watch him on tape, he really plays all over the field, but I thought the position he looked least comfortable in was edge. So I agree with you that 4-3 outside linebacker or, or Mike linebacker is probably where I would like to see him. So what trait about him gets you most excited about his potential? Well, I mean, outside of the physical traits, which are super rare, right? I think he's listed at like 6'5", 250. Uh, we'll find out, you know, those real numbers in a couple of weeks here at the combine. And I've, but I've had a chance to see him live twice this year. I was in Orlando for the Camping World Bowl against uh, Oklahoma State, and then I saw I was up in Blacksburg for the Pitt game. So I've, I've seen him. I've stood next to him. I think he's going to check those boxes. A big man with long arms. Uh, so obviously the physical traits just kind of jump right at right at you. And the way that he moves for his size is so special, right? Like. He, he's a big guy that can really excel in space, and that's what makes him a true off-ball linebacker. Like, you have no worries about this guy, boundary, working laterally, showing that range that the NFL covets and has to have in today's NFL linebacker because of how offense is challenged, really defending every blade of grass on the field now, right? So you need linebackers, second-level defenders that can flow everywhere. So I think it's just a kind of overall thought. It's like the blend of the size, all that he can do at that size and at that athleticism that makes him such an exciting prospect for me. I think we talked a little bit pre-show when first threw on the tape of Edmonds. I was like, you know, I was told he's a great athlete. I don't think he's moving that well. And then it took me a few plays to realize, wait, no, he's just, you know, he's moving really well. It's just he's so big that he doesn't necessarily look like he's moving quite as well as he is. But when he puts his foot on the ground and drives, he has such good closing speed. I think my favorite trait about him is his tackling. He, he wraps up real well, and he, he, when he sees you, he hits you when you go down. And that's something I love in linebackers. I know it sounds simple, but so many players in the NFL can't tackle and especially in college football, too, and it leads to big plays. And I, I think he's the kind of guy that was going to be really solid, drive to the football, and tackle you every time. I also Elliot, let me ahead. jump in here because I, I want to talk. I want to jump in on what you talked about there with the way that he looks, seeing how fast 
he is, how much movement he does have for his size. One thing that I think really uh, kind of that kind of plays into that thought is that he takes such tight angles to the football, right? Takes are so aggressive and so tight that he really understands the economy of motion and getting to his landmarks by taking the best and the fastest path and be able to get there. So, you know, a lot of times he he's not, oh, super far distances because he takes such a tight, aggressive, correct angle and is able to close that distance so quickly. You know, he's not necessarily challenged that far into the boundary a lot of times. Yeah, so it almost becomes something where because he's better at it, you know, he's taking these tighter angles. He looks less impressive. And then you realize, wait, no, he's just a step ahead of everybody else. So he doesn't have to show as much sideline to sideline speed or whatever it is. Because he seems to be in the right position a lot. Well, we'll talk about a little bit later some of the stuff that can get him off guard with misdirection and things like that. That's kind of where I see him get out of position. But how do you feel about him in coverage? Yeah, so it, it depends, right? I think in man, I like, I mean, he can certainly match up with any tight end that you need and, and remain in phase and carry those routes down the seam. Obviously, he can cut off those angles to running backs. It, the Justin Crawford play in the, in the West Virginia game where he covered that wheel route 40 yards down the field and just, just literally took it completely out by taking a tight angle and running stride for stride with Justin Crawford, who's not a slow running back. So I really like him in man coverage. He's got that really allows him to make an impact at the catch point because he doesn't have to be perfect because he's able to on that length in zone. I mean, obviously he's got the movement skills and, and the length to really work into throwing windows. But I think that's something where guys are a little bit slow a lot of times to pick up guys to his zone. So it's very much relying on his natural size and length and speed to recognize and, and get to his landmarks and, and then find the receivers. But having a little bit more of a feel for anticipating routes and understanding you know, how offenses are going to attack you out of a bunch set and and getting there and, and being a little bit more of, a, of an anticipator than a reactor, I think, is where, you know, I'd like to see some growth, particularly in zone coverage. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think man coverage is exactly what you said it was. I think he's good. I, I remember there was a play against Miami and he lined up on Amon Richards in the slot and it was third and two and he broke up the slant. Like, he seems comfortable in that role. And you mentioned tight ends. I mean, these tight ends in the NFL right now are like six foot five, two hundred fifty pounds, and destroying linebackers left and right. And here comes a linebacker, six foot five, two hundred fifty pounds, that can probably run with them. So that's going to make him a, a player that NFL teams really want on their team because there are not many linebackers that can do that at that size. So matching up with a tight end is huge. I do agree with you on zone. I think sometimes he gets out of position. Sometimes the quarterback can manipulate him with his, their eyes. I think that that can be improved, though. I mean, he is nineteen years old, right? So that's one of those things where you look at his ceiling, and if he improves in that area, then he's going to be a lockdown cover linebacker, which, which is awesome when you add up all of his other skill sets, because I think he projects as a three-down linebacker. Yeah, and I think that's okay, right? I like guys that there's room for upward mobility. If I like this guy where I like him and I can still say, well, he's got room to grow. He's got warts. He's got stuff that he can get better at. And that shows me that he's not a finished product. And obviously him being 19 on draft day, draft day really speaks to he has to really evolve as a player and, and take another step from where he is already, which is already at a high level. Yeah, and we mentioned him earlier as a uh, possible edge that some people have talked about him out there. How do you feel about his pass rush moves? I, I don't think he's as effective as you think he's going to be a lot of times when when rushing the passer. Um, I like that he's got a plea to work with. You know, you like the length. He's got the power. He can move. Like, he's got the the physical ability to get after the passer. But it's not something that he's been very consistent with. And I think that just comes from rushing the passer is a lot of times an art that requires reps. And, you know, he's not he's not spending a whole lot of time rushing the passer and it's more situationally. So I, I don't see a lot of a lot of the application of traits that 
could make him a good. And so uh, just another area that he can grow. But again, my, my primary consideration for him is playing him off the ball. So this would be a secondary thing that more value, but it's not necessarily all that important because I'm not thinking of him as a true, you know, pass rusher off the edge. I just wanted to talk about it for a minute because there has been that talk about whether or not he's an edge or not. And I don't see him as a natural pass rusher, just like you. I I think he kind of relies on his speed and size and doesn't really do much with his hands and he's not a developed rusher and so why would i take a guy that's really good at something as a chance to be special and then make him change position and try to relearn a whole skill set i think what you can use him for is is an off-ball linebacker like you said who takes advantage of open gaps on the offensive lineman and can rush quarterbacks and close like i talked about earlier and that's going to be able to create these pressures and he's going to be successful in that role i mean he had I believe, what, four and a half and five and a half sacks the last two years. So he does have ability to get to the rusher, but I think it's more, you know, let me have a delayed blitz, a stunt or something like that and kind of rush an open gap and close on the quarterback. Yeah, that's fine. And, and yeah, I mean, those that's not bad pass rushing production. You know, I, he's still getting there, and I still think you can use him in other ways to rush the passer that's going to make him effective as a delayed blitzer, just attacking a gap. Just like he can do that type of stuff. And, and so it's not just going to be necessarily off the edge. He, he can he can help in a variety of other ways that'll make him you know increase his third down value outside of just pass coverage I think that really speaks more to what you talked about earlier where you have this guy with all these traits and still room for upward mobility which means that he's probably the top 10 prospect that people talk about him being do you have a player comparison for him yeah you know uh, he's he's a difficult comparison because I think if anyone listened to this point and heard us talk about all that he offers and some of the things that he can improve on he's he's it's he's a guy that there's not a lot of people that you think stylistically like this is exactly you know a, a slam dunk I mean Brian Erlacher is a name that gets thrown around I think a lot of that's just based on size you know guys that are stupid big <laughs> playing off the ball but also Anthony Barr you know the the Vikings linebacker um not a slam dunk either but you think about uh, just from a a size athleticism profile can kind of see some parallels there but a unique player man it's not necessarily a great stylistic comp and, and certainly whenever I talk about comps I'm not talking about it's, it's totally stylistic and so you know just those the size and in, in, in athletic profiles of Erlacher and Barr mesh well with with Edmonds but you know certainly not you know really get a pound the table for because they are, he is so unique yeah, we talked about this a lot on the podcast before that player comparisons don't necessarily mean that this is exactly who the guy's going to turn out to be. You're just kind of trying to compare certain traits to give people a general sense of what a prospect might kind of look like and his game might be similar to. And I think you're absolutely right with Edmonds. It's really hard to have a player comparison. Like I, I spent like 30 minutes thinking about today. I was like, I don't really have one. Because we were talking about 250-pound, five linebackers don't grow on trees and certainly not ones that move like him. And we were talking about him being able to cover tight ends all day long. And I can't, no one really pops that in my head that has that ability at that size. So I don't really have a player comparison. So I'm going to go with your Anthony Bard as the best one I've heard so far. Because I think Erlacher is one of those things where if you start talking about him compared to Brian Erlacher, who just got, what, inducted into the Hall of Fame, that's going to be some some serious praise and serious pressure on the young man. Do you have a? Elliot, pl- let me let me uh, jump. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm just jumping in, man. No, go uh, for it. Go for it. What I wanted to do, kind of draw some parallels here, because I think there's some. Well, not really parallels, but I think there's some interesting things to consider when you talk about Edmonds and uh, Barr, because Erlacher is a college safety linebacker in the NFL, 
Anthony Barr, a true edge at UCLA. Edmonds is already playing off-ball linebacker, so you have this kind of this oversell it, but you have this guy that's fitting into this role that's already playing in this role that other people that are projected to a similar role had to transition to from from college. So he's got a leg up on those guys if he can, you know, where he's at and where he's going to play at the next level. Yeah, and that just speaks even more to the fact that he's a hard person to compare, right? Because we just said his two best athletic comparisons played edge and safety. <laughs> that that talks about how rare of a prospect and athletic profile that this guy has. And he's not just an athlete. Like, he's got the production. He's got the film. He's got the traits. Like, I think I think he can be a really good linebacker in this league. Do you have a place that you'd like to see him go? Not Miami uh, <laughs> as a Bills. And you know what? I think he's in play starting. Look, I'm not going to get crazy here, but I think he's in play starting at number three to the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, I think that's when he starts – Okay. All right. We've got a quarterback by all indications. You think quarterback one and two giants and, and Browns. And then, you know, the Colts is probably going to be an interesting trade spot, but you know, if they're going to sit there and pick a player, I mean, you think about Quentin Nelson, you think about Minka Fitzpatrick, you think about Tremaine Edmonds, those guys are all in the same like tier to me. Right. So, you know, the, this is what I consider kind of those blue chip non quarterbacks, those four players that I just mentioned in this draft. And so I think he starts coming into play to the Colts, but uh, I like him. If I had to just pick a spot, San Francisco, man, uh, would love to see him pair with Ruben Foster and completely recreate that Patrick Willis, Navarro Bowman thing that they had. I think that would be a ton of fun. And, and, you know, San Francisco, I think on defense, uh, need, needs to take a step forward because they're going to show that winning six of the last seven games last year was a real thing. You know, they're going to need some reinforcements on defense. And I think a, a, a second level tandem of, of Reuben Foster and Tremaine Edmonds would just be bananas. That would make the 49ers much watch TV and not just because of Jimmy G and how handsome he is, but how good of that linebacker play would be. And, you know, you mentioned not the Dolphins, and I just want to tell a quick story, was that last year you, Kyle, Scott, and myself were talking uh, about why we joined scouting and who our favorite teams were. And we were Bills fans, Jets fans, Dolphins fans, and Lions fans. And we basically said it was scouting or therapy. <laughs> so... <laughs> I, I, I respect the yeah. – I don't I don't want him to go to the Dolphins either. Joe, I, I just want to thank you for coming on. You, your knowledge is second to none when it comes to the draft. You're, you just lay nuggets all, all day long. People need to follow you on Twitter. Joe, why don't you tell the people where they can find you? Yeah, I appreciate that, Elliot. Uh, on Twitter, at the Joe Marino, doing a lot of work for NDTScouting.com, also FanRag Sports. And uh, if you if you follow me on Twitter, you'll get to stay on top of all of it. 100%. I, I highly, highly, highly recommend this man as a follow. He's one of my favorite people to follow and just talk football with in general. Guys, I'm Elliot Christ. He's Joe Marino. This is another episode of Draft Daily. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. As always, guys, thank you for listening.